want to look at a miracle tonight, one of the miracles of Jesus uh, I love. It's We did a, Kyle Chadwick and I did a study on the miracles uh, before we both answered the call to preach, and uh, um, God really blessed that. I don't know if we ever made it through all of them, and we were kind of uh, trading them back and forth, so I know uh, even if we made it through all, each one of us would have done half of them, but uh, we learned so much about uh, different things about the Lord in the miracles. And, you know, one of the things we learned is that every miracle is in here for a purpose. You know, he didn't just right. heal. He didn't just do these things uh, to put on an act or a show or to impress people. Every miracle had a specific purpose. Uh, you know, an easy one would be uh, any of those Sabbath day miracles where he was establishing that he was the Lord of the Sabbath and he yeah. was uh, you know, fulfilling things, and, uh, uh, you know, so you, you can see that, but in every one of them, there's different purposes, so I want to look tonight at one of them that's uh, uh, maybe a little stranger, I guess we'll call it, but Matthew 17, down in verse 24, so Matthew 17, 24 says this, and when they were come to Capernaum, that they received uh, tribute money, or they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? He saith, this is Peter, yes. And when he was come into the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What thinkest thou, Simon, of whom do the kings of the earth take customer tribute? Of their own children or of strangers? Peter saith unto him, Of strangers. Jesus saith unto him, Then the children free. Then are the children free. Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea and cast a hook and take up the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto them for me and thee. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you again for uh, allowing us to come together. Lord, I thank you for your word. Lord, I, I pray that it would come to alive tonight in our hearts and our minds. Lord, uh, that you would help us to learn from your word, help us to apply it to our life. And Lord, I pray that just the Holy Spirit would just teach us tonight and, and challenge us in your word. Lord, we thank you for it and everything we ask in Jesus' name and amen. So this chapter, it begins uh, at the beginning with the transfiguration of Jesus Christ. So we're, you know, there's Jesus. Uh, Peter takes Peter, James, and John up into the mountain, and they see Jesus talking with Moses and Elijah, uh, and Peter wants to stay there. You know, he says, this is, it's good for us to be there, and he wants to build there three tabernacles for, uh, for Elijah, Moses, and Jesus. And what he didn't realize is in saying that, he was putting all three of them at the same level, you know, uh, and wanting to stay there. But that voice from heaven interrupted his thought uh, and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. So this is, you think about, this is what had happened earlier. Now they're heading back to Capernaum, which Capernaum's where Peter's house was. That's where he lived. And that's where Jesus's home base was. Remember uh, after they, they didn't want him in Jerusalem. They didn't want him in Nazareth. Uh, so he goes to Capernaum and that's kind of where he has his home base. And, and most of the miracles were done right in that area around Capernaum. Uh, so verse 24, and when they were come to Capernaum, uh, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, doth not your master pay tribute? 
Now, just recently, we were talking about Zacchaeus. I think it was last Sunday morning, and he was a tax collector or publican. And then we mentioned also Matthew. He was a tax collector as well. And and the Lord said, follow me to him, called him away from that. Uh, And in those days, you know, those publicans, those tax collectors, remember, they were collecting tax for Rome. So they were, they had gotten into an agreement with Rome. Rome would give them a territory and an amount, and you would agree to that and say, I will collect this much from this area and really they'd collect more that's why everybody hated them uh, because the more they would collect the more it would enrich their pockets and they would get rich from it remember uh, that's Zacchaeus he was rich he was good at at taking money from people he was a good chief publican Uh, but that's that's not what we're talking about we're not talking about those type of publicans These ones that came this day were Jewish people collecting the temple tax. So that's what they were coming around for the annual upkeep of the temple. And they got this from Exodus 30. You know, it's kind of a little bit of a stretch, but, you know, uh, so a lot of times there's taxes in our uh, nation as well, right? A little bit of a stretch where they get some of this stuff. But Exodus 30, the Lord told Moses when they were in the wilderness to collect a half shekel from every male that was at least 20 years old. uh, And that's when they did the census in the wilderness. So that uh, one-time tax turned into an annual tax. And again, that sort of happens as well, doesn't it? Uh, So this half shekel was about two days of wages so that's that's what they wanted about two days of wages uh to help keep the temple going because you remember when we were looking at it the other night uh i mean it was huge i mean it was a huge uh a build, set of buildings that would have required upkeep and different things so they're going around and they're coming to capernaum and those that are in capernaum and they run into peter and they're asking peter a question doth not your master pay tribute And it's hard, just reading that sentence, it's hard to tell what their motives are. You know, we don't know if they were trying to trap Jesus. You know, that happened a lot where they were trapping him, uh, you know, and see, well, if he doesn't pay it, then obviously he's against us and he's against the temple and doesn't want to be a Jew and everything else. Or maybe they were just asking because they hadn't paid it yet. But one thing we do know is Peter, who does this over and over again, uh, he just blurts out an answer, right? He doesn't even think. He doesn't hesitate. He doesn't ask Jesus first. He just says yes. He didn't consult Jesus. Uh, And I'll tell you what, I know some of us act like Peter uh, from time to time. And one thing we should learn uh, is that got Peter in a lot of trouble. You know, so that's one of those things. Sometimes we got to slow down when we're saying things. But Peter just blurts out yes, yes. Uh, You know, of course he's going to pay. And then so he's leaving there, not even thinking about it. And he's coming into the house where Jesus is at and Jesus prevents him. He stops him. And remember, Jesus wasn't there. He wasn't there when the temple collectors came around and they didn't ask him. They asked Peter. Peter's at the house already and or Jesus was at the house already. And Jesus stopped him and says, what thinkest thou, Simon, uh, of whom do the kings of the earth take customer tribute of their own children or of strangers? So even though Jesus wasn't there, he didn't hear the conversation, or he wasn't there uh, to stand and listen to the conversation, he's still God. And he knows what happened. He knows what conversation happened. Uh, he, he knows, uh, and he confronts Peter with it as soon as he comes, and he's asking them that question, of whom do the kings of the earth take customer tribute of their own children or of strangers? 
And now, see, we don't have kings. We don't have the tribute. We don't have. So we have to kind of transform ourselves back in this time, in this day and age. And, you know, a king to keep the uh, kingdom going would collect taxes. They collect tribute money. Uh, And then Jesus is asking this question. When he goes and levies the tribute to the realm and tells everyone what they have to pay, does he make his own kids pay? That's what he's asking. Or does he ask everyone but his own family to pay tribute? And when you stop and you think about it like that, no, the king's not going to make his own kids pay because he'd probably have to pay the kid. The kid would pay him right back. It'd be silly, right? There's no, this would never happen. The kid would, or the king would never do that. So Jesus is stopping Peter and making him think right here. He's saying, now I want you to stop and think about this, Peter. These are taxes that are owed for the temple. And if Jesus is the son of God, right? And you just saw it, right? They just saw it on the Mount of Transfiguration. They saw that Jesus, they heard the voice of God say, uh, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased, hear ye him. So it's clear. Uh, And Peter called him Lord. He knew uh, who Jesus was. And he's reminding him, he's saying, hey, if I am the son of God, if that's who I am, and it's been confirmed in that temple, what's it a representation of? God's presence, right? That's God's house. That's what it represents uh, in that day. And he's saying, hey, uh, if this represents the place where God dwelt and I'm God, am I expected to pay the tax for that temple? It seems just as silly, doesn't it? That's what he's saying. Remember, Jesus told the Jews in John 2, 19, destroy this temple and in three days I'll raise it up. Uh, We know he was talking about his body, but he was equating his body. He's saying, hey, this is the temple right now. This is it walking around among you. Uh, So then Peter's thinking about it. uh, At this time, he's stopping to think about it, right? You know, if, if the Lord confronts you with something, I hope you think before you answer the Lord. But he answered and he's saying of kings taking customer tribute. And he says of a stranger. He's agreeing. He's saying that the king is not going to make his own family pay tribute. The children were exempt. So when he says that, verse 26, Jesus saith unto him, then are the children free. And you think about that. God's running his kingdom, isn't he? God, he, he's in control of his kingdom. The temple was part of that kingdom. And the sons of the king don't have to pay the tax. They're free. That's what he's saying. They're free. And also because Peter had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, he was adopted as a child of God. He didn't have to pay either. That's what Jesus was saying. He's saying, hey, we're, we're both exempt from this tax. <laughs> But if it ended right there, then, you know, it would be easy and there'd be no miracle. But then look at verse 27. Notwithstanding or kind of like nevertheless or in spite of that, lest we should offend them. Go thou into the sea and cast a hook and take up the fish that uh, that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto them for me and thee. So he's saying, hey, even though. We're free, even though we're exempt, even though we're not uh, bound to pay this because children of the king, uh, he is saying, notwithstanding that, lest we offend them, he's saying, hey, uh, us 
not paying this will cause a stumbling block between. Yeah. That's what he's saying to them. He's yeah. saying, hey, yeah. if we don't pay this tax, they are going to trip over this. Uh, uh, so again, we're not obliged, uh, obligated to pay the tax. But imagine if they didn't. Why don't you just imagine for a minute what happened if Jesus, if they said, no, we're not paying it and maybe tried to explain it or what they would have went straight back to the religious leaders. They would have said, you'll never guess what Jesus just did. He refused to pay the tax. Uh, you know, he can you imagine that they did remember they were trying to discredit him. They're trying to trap him all the time. And he's saying, listen, uh, I, I, he was willing to offend the Jews on the Sabbath day. Right. He was willing to do that because he was teaching them something he's saying hey uh, i'm lord of the sabbath this is my day it is okay to do well on the sabbath day he taught them many different things about that but in this case he is telling peter he's saying hey all this is going to bring is negative if we don't pay this it's just there there's no good that's going to come out of that and in fact it's probably going to prevent people from believing it's going to prevent more people from believing in Jesus. It's going to be a stumbling block. That's what he's saying. Prevent them from listening to his message. So again, we see a situation where Jesus had the freedom not to pay. He didn't need to pay this. He was free not to. It wouldn't have been a sin. It wouldn't have been wrong or anything, but he decided to pay it anyway. And I thought of that. Maybe not very often. But I think there are times in our life where we have a right, we've got a freedom, we've got something we're not obligated to do, or maybe are, you know, something like that. But for the sake of reaching the lost world, sometimes we got to forgo that. Sometimes we got to just obligate ourselves where it doesn't have to be or something like that. Again, uh, I don't think this happens a whole lot in our lives, but Jesus is showing us a lesson right here. He is saying, hey, uh, I am willing to give this up to not be a stumbling block to this world. Why? Because the world is watching. They watched every move Jesus made. They listened to every word that he said. Uh, they hung on to that. And Jesus could have, he could have explained it to them, just like he explained it to Peter. Uh, but again, I think they would have taken that and just said, Jesus is a rebel, right? He's a rebel. He doesn't want anything to do with the temple uh, and everything else. So instead, Jesus does something miraculous to solve the problem, right? So here's Peter. Now, who is Peter? Professional fisherman, right? In the boat, casting nets. Remember those stories when he, uh, you know, where Jesus, we fished all night. Nevertheless, but at your word, we'll, you know, we'll launch out into the deep. We'll put the net down. And if you look at that whole story, everything about that story, they shouldn't have caught any fish. But instead, they're pulling up so much that their fish, that their nets are starting to break. So Peter's a professional fisherman. But Jesus doesn't say, go get in your boat, go get a net and go dredge up a bunch of fish and sell them at the market, you know, for enough money to pay for this. He doesn't tell him to do any of that that wouldn't have taken faith by the way right he could and he could have said well if i went and did that then it's uh all my experience and my training and and we just had good luck that day and everything else no jesus doesn't send him that direction but he says i want you to take a line and a hook pretty much like a fishing pole right 
the professional fisherman that, that's been on the water in a boat with nets. He says, I want you to basically take a fishing pole and I want you, the first fish that you catch, you pull that thing up, you open its mouth and it's going to have a piece of money in it that's going to cover the temple tax, both for me and for you. That's what Jesus said. That was the instructions. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that what he does for us? Because you think of it now, the logic side of my brain kicks in and says, okay, so all right, he's got the, he's got the line, he's got the hook, probably puts something on the hook, puts it in the water. So far, everything's normal. Jesus says there's going to be a fish that bites again. Uh, you know, maybe he's done that a time or two, uh, just fish for himself. Uh, and not with a net, with a line. He catches a fish again. Uh, no big deal. That happens. But he said inside the mouth, there's going to be money. So somehow that fish got the money and didn't swallow it. And then goes, while it has the money in its mouth, goes for the hook with the bait and again doesn't swallow it. And then fights the line all the way to the shore and then gets pulled out, still wiggling around. You know what fish do? He takes the hook out and the money still there in the mouth. Wow. Amen. That's the miracle. Amen. That's the miracle. Amen. And it's crazy. Why would that why would that ever work? It wouldn't. It wouldn't. But you know what? One of the things I like about fishing, I don't remember who told me this, but it's been a long time ago. Somebody told me that whenever you see fishing in the Bible, the fishermen never catch anything unless they follow what the Lord tells them to do. And this is no different. He does that. He gets the fish. He gets the money. Uh, and, and here's the thing. He's got enough for both of them. So you see, again, and here's what Jesus is doing. He's saying, hey, uh, we're going to pay this. And again, I've explained to you, you know, you've reasoned it out. You've, uh, and I've explained it to you that we, you and I, we're sons. We don't have to pay this, but we don't want to be a stumbling block to this world. So we will pay it. So instead of doing it the normal way, instead of going to G Judas and getting something out of the bag he hadn't stolen or, or whatever way to pay it, uh, I want you to do this thing. And you think about with this miracle, uh, Jesus is reminding Peter one more more time that he's God, right? He's God over creation, right? He can make that fish go find the coin and come up to the line and bite the line and everything else. That's nothing for God. That's nothing for him to pay the tax. But you know, I thought about this. You know, he said the children are free. And I like that verse, don't you? I like that statement, that phrase, because you think about it. When we're saved, one of the benefits of salvation is we are adopted into the family of God. We become a son of God at that point. We used to be an enemy with God, and then we become a son of God. And you think about how not only are we free, uh, free from the, the bondage of this world and everything like that, but not only that, we gain access to all the resources of heaven according to his riches and glory. You know, you think about that. We uh, we have what Jesus has to offer. That's a blessing, isn't it? We don't have to worry about how to do certain things because I, I, I think maybe they, uh, you, you know, he says yes, and then maybe on the way home he's thinking, okay, how are we going to make this happen? How are we going to pay for it? How are we going to do this or that? And Jesus stops him right there and says, hey, here's how we're going to do it. Here is how we're going to do it. Amen. That Old Testament need for paying for the temple tax would soon be going away anyway. 
Why? Because Jesus was about to create a new covenant with his blood on the cross, right? He was going to create something new with the blood he shed on Calvary for our sins. And here's the thing. Uh, I, I, you know, one of the times I read this, I remember thinking about it briefly and thinking, wow, you know, uh, Peter put Jesus in a real bad spot. You know, that was my thought at first reading this. I thought, look, look what he did. He put him in a pickle and now Jesus has to find a way out of it. And then the more I thought, uh, you know, years later, I thought, how ridiculous is that? How, how ridiculous? Ridiculous is that thinking there's Jesus could take care of it a million different ways, uh, but it, it became a teaching moment and a moment for mercy. You know, Jesus could have said, I, I can't believe you, Peter, once again, shooting off your mouth. But, you know, why don't you just stop talking or something like that? But aren't you glad that instead Jesus shows mercy and love, reinforces yeah. what Peter yeah. already knew, yeah. that he's the son of God. Uh, and, and just showing him one more time to be careful and answering questions without berating him, without uh, knocking him down or anything else. Aren't you glad that our God is that loving and our, that merciful? Yeah. Because I don't know about you i need that god i need the mercy i need the the second chance i need the the careful teaching because there's a lot of times god could tell me mike you know this why'd you do this but he doesn't he's merciful and loving he takes care of the problem that peter created all while requiring peter to use faith you see that every bit of this thing takes faith because Peter could have said, Lord, I'm not doing that that way. I'm going to break open the piggy bank. I'm going to go to Judas. I'm going to go, you know, do some work. Maybe get out in the boat for a couple days. Sell the fish. Something like that. But you know what Peter does? He says, okay, Lord. If you say it, I'm going to go do it. And nobody else may have really known. Because we don't, I mean, we have it in his word today, but nobody, I, you know, who knows if anyone even went with him or if he just went by himself and came back with that fish. But I guarantee that Peter was reminded one more time that he's God and we can trust him and he can help get us out of our mistakes and he can teach us in a loving and merciful way. So maybe you're stuck in a Peter moment you know, or a Peter season of life or something like that, where you, uh, you're you in a spot where you've messed up or you've, you're kind of being a little disobedient or maybe you made a rash decision or something like that. Hey, you can turn to Jesus Christ and you can confess and he will show you mercy and he will show you love. Now to get out of it, it's probably going to take faith because a lot of times it wasn't faith that got us into the problem. Right but it'll take faith for him to get us out of it. Aren't you glad he does that over and over again? What a God, what a God. Are you going to pay it? Well, we don't have to pay it, but we will pay it to this world. So maybe again, I, I couldn't think, I was, I was trying to think of some specific thing, but I just couldn't think of anything. But I'm sure uh, usually what happens is I preach something like this and then something in my life happens not too much later. And then I'm like, well, God was teaching me that part. So Maybe that's not for you, but I was thinking, you know, another thing we can learn in here is that just because it's a right, just because it's something that we're not obligated to do, Jesus said, hey, I, I don't want to make them stumble. Not in this, not this time. But what a God, what an amazing God. So we're going to open up.